my peoples. It is another week. It's another episode of the Chocolate Puma podcast. I am your host. I am the Chocolate Puma back giving you what my loyal tens of listeners have been craving. If you would like to email the show, feel free to email me. That's thepumapod at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am still on there. I have yet to be kicked off. That's at btomp20. I'm a pretty ridiculous human being on there. Um, so uh, just go ahead and jump right in. Last week was a great week. It was a, the 100th episode. Me and my boy Kevin, we had a blast. But this week it's... Oh, God damn it. It's back to back to more of the same. More of 2022 being like 2021 and 2020 just being the fucking worst. Um, so last night, uh, the Senate uh, blocked a pair of voting rights bill, bills, excuse me, um, and uh, basically put a halt to any uh, changes to the chamber's rules um, after months of how far Congress needs to go to protect uh, the idea of democracy. So Monday, you had Republican uh, senators posting pictures of Martin Luther King and talking about how great he was. And then on Wednesday, they all voted no to... Uh, <laughs> to any kind of major reform to voting rights. Um, first off, uh, let me start with Bitch McConnell, or excuse Mitch McConnell. Um, this turtle-faced bastard, uh, he basically gets asked, um, like, why are uh, people of color, as they like to say, why are people of color, like, so adamant about you know, voting rights and having it in a bill and, you know, and he said, well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just this high a percentage as Americans. I will read that again because it bears repeating. Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just the higher percentage as Americans. As it's been floating around the Twitters all day, he said the quiet part out loud. He doesn't consider black people to be, quote-unquote, real Americans. Um, Kentucky, uh, former Kentucky Representative Charles Booker uh, said, being black doesn't make you less of an American, no matter what this craven man thinks. Uh, in one quote, he summarized the entire GOP worldview. They think it's a white nation, and anyone who isn't white isn't a true American. And yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, no matter, they can post all the, the quotes of Martin Luther King, which funny, uh, <laughs> they always go to King when it's, you know, time to pull out their bona fides of not being racist. But when King was alive, you know, uh, he had a disapproval rating of, I believe it was in the high 70s at the time of his death. Um, so he didn't become popular until he couldn't speak anymore. And the thing about Dr. King is he was very deliberate in how he phrased things and how he said things. So it wasn't all just, you know, love your fellow man, turn the other cheek. 
Um, he did talk about, you know, turning the other cheek, no doubt about it. Uh, but he certainly wasn't a dude that was going to shit on the idea of, uh, of a riot, you know. Uh, as he famously said, which most people don't quote, um, he said, a riot is the the language of the unheard. And I'm sure I'm butchering the quote, but, you know, to paraphrase, you know, a riot is the language of the unheard. People who haven't been listened to, well, you'll listen to this violence because this country has shown that it values property over people time and time again. Um, that's That's just what it comes down to. And what I don't understand, well, of course, here's what I understand. I'm, I'm not an idiot. Um, Republicans want to win at all costs. And they know that if there is massive voter reform where more people can vote and have an easier time to vote, they're going to lose. Like, that's, that's what it comes down to. They're going to lose. Um, in 2021 alone, uh, the Brennan Center of Justice... Uh, uh, did a study where they showed that 19 states passed 34 laws restricting access to voting. So, so if the right to vote wasn't so important to people, uh, why would they work so hard to restrict, to not let you vote? Like 17, uh, 17 of the Republicans who used the filibuster to block the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, they voted to reauthorize the law in 2006. In 2006, that passed 98 to 0. A clean sweep. Yesterday, zero Republicans voted for it. Zero. Not a single Republican. You know, Mitt Romney will go march in a Black Lives Matter rally and wants a pat on the back, but then as soon as it comes time to, you know, helping black people vote, <laughs> fuck that and fuck you, you know? And it, it's just, it's extremely sad when you got um, fucking Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin uh, who, uh, God, God damn those two, like, these two idiots are holding up everything. Um, and that's what's wrong with this quote-unquote democracy. You got two people who represent just a, the smallest fraction of people deciding for the entire country, like, of people who are begging for help. People who need help voting. In black and brown communities, the, the line to vote is hours long. And they're doing e just evil shit like... If somebody has to go to the bathroom, someone can't hold their spot in line for them. That's illegal. If you bring somebody some food or water, that's illegal. That's evil. That's absolutely evil. They can talk about the founding fathers all they want. And the founding fathers, who widely overrated, but anyway, if they came up with the idea of, you know, one man, one vote, blah, 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 I don't think they would have been down with eight hours of waiting for a person to vote restricting access to vote to not allow people to register the day of the election to not allow people to register for special runoff elections uh getting rid of drop boxes uh hindering uh mail-in voting like if you if you want to get more people to vote mail-in voting is perfect last year was it worked as well as 
I think it could have given uh, the previous administration. Uh, but God damn it. It's it's infuriating. Like I'm choking on my own anger here. Um, so, yeah, we've basically been a year of back and forth, him and Han, and nothing's really gotten done because of Kristen Cinema, who was uh, she was touted as a, a you know a progressive voice, somebody who would listen to the little guy, and she got in there and was like, oh no, no, I'm actually uh, just like Joe Manchin, who is I mean a Democrat in name only, really. Ugh, it's it's downright disgusting. Um, yeah, I mean I don't even know where where the Democrats go from here because this is going to be painted as a failure of the Democrats. And I mean, I'm not I'm not the person that's going to sit here and tell you, oh boy, they have Democrats, they can do no wrong. But I give credit where it's due. They've they've done what they could. And it's being held up by <laughs> by a Karen in Arizona, a, a super rich dude who parades as a West Virginia common man, and a turtle-faced bastard from Kentucky. And it's, it's just fucking disgusting. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really wish I had an answer of like, well, they can do this, well, they can do that, and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't. I, I don't. Um, like, to do this so close to Dr. King's birthday, to, to basically spit in the face of people like John Lewis, who, who bled blood, they bled for the right to vote. Like, my grandparents paid fees and took tests for the right to vote. They were threatened with violence for the right to vote. It's... I'm, I guess I'm just like not in a very optimistic place right now because, I, I, like I said earlier, I don't know where we go from here. And in fact, um, when I see people like Tim Scott, who's the uh, who's a Republican senator from South Carolina, a black man. Um, he's basically he's not looking to help the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill. Instead, he's making YouTube videos where he'll by the end of February in Black History Month, he said they are described as, quote, listening sessions that hit on many hard pressed topics he knows firsthand. Scott states that they are a positive response to partisan rhetoric on race that he's best positioned to rebut. And I call bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. And then for Tim Scott to go on and talk about MLK. He said, Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy and the celebration of his life and the contributions of African Americans to this country is a very important time for us to highlight the progress we've made and some of the issues that stand in the way of even more progress. Bitch, you are you are what's standing in the way of progress. I, I digress. 
I decided the best way to do that is not just to hear from me, but to actually listen to other folks from the community. And it's funny that he will listen to quote unquote other folks from the community, but then basically he's going to cherry pick the people. The majority of black people that you speak to can talk about a certain experience that they've had in this country. And people like Tim Scott don't want to recognize that. Now, while I, I'll admit the black experience is vast, it's varied, it's, you know, very different. Um, I won't ever discount another black person's experience, but I will look at you kind of funny if you do that. You know, it's... <sighs> Cory Booker... Um, did a great job. He called out, um, he called out Scott. Um, he's, excuse me, not, a uh, Cory Booker. Um, John Ossoff, who worked with, uh, John Lewis, um, said when Congressman John Lewis and Hosey Williams and Amelia Boynton and hundreds of others marched across the Edmund Pettus bridge on bloody Sunday, when John Lewis had his skull fractured on that bridge, for daring to demand the right to vote for black Americans in the American South. It was the example of their courage and sacrifice that paved the way for the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. When Congressman Lewis passed away, there were many in this cha chamber on both sides who rightly celebrated his towering achievements and legacy. But I speak for the state of Georgia when I say do not invoke Congressman Lewis's name to signal your virtue while you work to erode his legacy and defy his will. And God damn it, if he didn't hit the nail on the head right there. On his birthday, on the anniversary of his death, Mitch McConnell in his office and Mitt Romney and uh, Kristen Sinema, they'll all post pictures of, you know, them working or let me rephrase that, standing beside uh, Congressman Lewis a man of virtue, a man of, of character, a man of morals. And then they'll spit in his face when the time comes to vote. <sighs> Senator Warnock uh, basically made similar statements to the Senate on Wednesday. He said that uh, recently many of our colleagues have argued that legislation to protect voting rights somehow offends our federal system of government and amounts to, they say, a federal takeover of elections. Some of the voices, ironically, who have extolled Dr. King's life this week have at the same time been working vigorously against the legislation we are debating today to protect the right to vote. You cannot remember MLK and disremember his legacy at the same time. I will not sit quietly while some make Dr. King, King a victim of identity theft. You do not get to offer praises in memory of Dr. King, then marshal the same kind of states' rights arguments that were used against Dr. King and the civil rights movement. It's 2022, and we are still arguing over the same thing, and it's very tiring. But... You take a deep breath. You realize you come from a, if you are a black person listening to this, you come from a long line of fighters. So take a day, watch something stupid. Tomorrow's another day. All right, I'm going to end this with something a little bit more lighthearted. It's the NFL playoffs right now. So 
I saw something that was very uh, interesting to me the other day. They ranked the eight remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs. So I was like, I'm gonna do that, and then I'll give you my uh, my picks for this weekend, and then I'm gonna get the hell on out of here. Uh, so at eight, um, I'm seeing a lot of people throw uh, Jimmy Garoppolo down here at eight, but I'm gonna go with Matthew Stafford. I know, I know, I come across as a hater. I do, but he's done this once. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't put him up here with every other quarterback on this list has won playoff games multiple. He has, he was 0-3 going into last week. He finally won one against the Cardinals. He didn't play great, but you know what? He did what he had to do. Congrats, buddy. You got your first win. Um, so I'm going him at eight. Uh, they're going against the defending champs, so we'll see if you know he can stand the heat going against uh, that Tampa front. Uh, at seven, I'm gonna go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Jimmy can make every throw that you need him to, but then he'll also make some throws that are just you scratch your head at, like what what, what the hell is going on here? Um, so I think that if Kyle Shanahan doesn't fall in love with the run. I really, uh, excuse me, fall in love with the pass with Jimmy G. You get a lead, you can run the ball because they got some dynamic guys uh, in that backfield. And you got Debo Samuel who can do it all. Just give the ball to them, let them run, and you'll. I promise you can come out of Green Bay with a win. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Number six, Ryan Tannehill. Um, I mean, he went to Green. Excuse me, he went to New England a couple of years ago and won a playoff game. Basically, ended Tom Brady's reign there. So, I'm gonna throw him there. Um, where are we at? We're at uh, number five. Go with Joe Burrow. Broadway Joe, the new Broadway Joe. Joe Burrow is goddamn. I love Joe Burrow. Okay, he is a dude that talks that talk, uh, and he got his boy Jamar Chase and Buddy. Uh, they are a fun-ass team to watch. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing them over the years. So, uh, Joe Burrow, number five. Number four, I'm going to go with uh, Josh Allen. Uh, you know, he, he, like Jimmy Garoppolo, used to make throws that were just like, what are you doing? But uh, he's he's really improved his accuracy. He's improved his decision-making. And uh, Buffalo played probably the best game. He definitely was the best quarterback of last weekend. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, excuse me, Josh Allen at four. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is looking good, baby. He's looking like he's back. That Kansas City offense is humming. The defense is playing, you know, well. So he's not playing from behind like he normally uh, was earlier in the year. So uh, Mahomes at three plus. I mean, come on, he's done it before. I wouldn't be shocked if he did it again. Two, I hate this guy, but I got to admit, he's the MVP. And, uh, God damn, he's so good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, granted in the playoffs, um, you know, Bomani Jones brought it up first. Uh, he's talked about how uh, this team isn't really built for, um, you know, winter playoff games in Lambeau. Uh, you know, they toss the ball around a lot and, I'm really hoping he's right because, God damn, I do not want to see him win a Super Bowl. Um, but I got to give him his props. He's at two. 
number one, another guy whom I'm not the biggest fan of, Tom Brady. Number one. I mean, the man's won seven Super Bowls. He's been ten. He's he's ageless, it would appear. Um, so uh, he gets the ball out so quick. I mean, he's got the athletes around him. Uh, so even without you know Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin, um, defending champs, I got to give him the give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, so yeah, those are my that's my quarterback tiers and. Uh, get on out of here real quick. Uh, so, Bengals at the Titans. I'm going to go with the Bengals 27, Titans 24. Uh, I think Derrick Henry coming back is huge, but he's he's been out for, what, 10 weeks? So, um, yeah, I, I just don't, uh, I don't really trust Ryan Tannehill to, to be the guy to, to throw them to victory. Um, San Francisco at Green Bay. Uh, I'm going San Francisco 31, um, Green Bay 28. Um, this is basically a hater pick because I hate the Packers. Um, and they, Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against, uh, against the 49ers. So uh, I'm going to uh, go ahead and do that. I'm going to go with that. Uh, Rams at the Buccaneers. Um, I will go with the uh, Buccaneers 35, Rams 24. Uh, I don't see Cam Akers having another game like he did against the Cardinals. Uh, inspiring, coming back that quick from a torn Achilles. Uh, but, you know, Vita Vea and Levante David and, and gang, um, I that defense is just too much. Um, so, uh, oh, Buffalo at Kansas City. Um, this might be the game of the weekend and it's the one I'm having the hardest time picking a winner of. So, uh, as of today, it is Thursday. I'm going to say the chiefs are going to win this game 37 to 34. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, Josh Allen on the road. I don't think he has the same game that he had last week. Um, so that is this week's episode. It was a downer. I tried to bring us back up with a little bit of the sports ball. Hopefully next week is uh, not a, not super shitty as it was this week. Uh, so until next time, uh, y'all be easy. Take care of you people. Love you people. Oh, and uh, happy birthday, PJ. Love you.